The Cataclysm was a time of great mystery. A time where people tried to figure out why a deity like Raksha would dare put this kind of evil and stress on the world, inciting a war from two different universes. Many people began to turn their back away from the gods, but many began to look towards them to try to understand. A young woman finds herself in the church of Persephone, trying to find shelter and answers. Will this woman be able to unravel the mysteries of the cataclysm, or will she be left in the dark? My name is Christopher Rondo, and this is Wyvern's Aria. Hello, I am Kidra from Texas, and I play Vivette Moles, the Celestial Warlock. So first of all, welcome to this podcast. Welcome to Wyvern's Aria. Why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Hello, my name is Vivette Morse. I am currently 28 years old. And I am a, well, for all looks and measures, a human warlock. Nice, nice. Tell me a little bit about Vivette. You are from the fantasy continent, part of that sort of world. Where are you from, hometown-wise? I'm actually from the Blackwater Mansion area. My family was a bit prominent up there before the Cataclysm. I do not know where they are now, and I do not visit often. Cool, cool. So somewhere in your childhood, you're from the Blackwater Mansion, prominent family, and there is some disconnect from the family. Where are you now, then? I, well, for the first few months after the Cataclysm, I was mostly on my own. I woke up in the streets, family nowhere to be seen, and I tried to make it my own way. I started wandering for a while, keeping to the shadows and running some covert trade deals between certain mercantile companies and the DMZ, but it turned out that can be a very 
dangerous job without my more powerful family that I'm used to having around due to some close calls and obviously the need for food and shelter I finally made my way to a temple you see after the fall I started getting these messages these thoughts in my head from some higher directive and I I went to a temple of Persephone and I've been doing some work for them, uh, mostly menial jobs, learning about some of my new abilities, helping with upkeep, service, and for that they gave me, in exchange, a humble room that I've been staying in. I want to take a moment to speak more about this cataclysm event, the event where Raksha, the dragon deity, expended some energy and took the fantasy world, or at least this continent, through the multiverse and landed next to Mezamola, causing a lot of damage. What is your character's opinion on this? Do you have any ill will towards Raksha? Being a person who's currently a part of a church, does your church have any ill will maybe? Or are you more accepting to these people even though war is being waged? Well, personally, for me it's a very confusing time. You see, some things were happening before the cataclysm that were very negative in my life and when I woke on the street and started to think about everything that had happened I thought maybe this had something to do with me maybe I had been part of this somehow I'm truly not sure it keeps me awake at night but as far as the church's ideals They're not so much angry or upset. They're more trying to survive, trying to rebuild. There was some damage, trying to ensure that the injured are taken care of and people in the community are getting the assistance that they are used to, that they know the church can provide, and the hopefulness that they see in their religion throughout all of this war. The war to us is strange. The church doesn't really know what to make of it. They tend to stay away from the battle aspects, the, I guess, anger and hatred. They listen, they take it in, they try and assist, but they don't do much investigation on their own. I, however, have been secretly trying to trade in the black market on my time away from the temple to obtain some new technology. You see, I was a bit wealthy in my previous life, we'll call it, and I used that and some of my jewels and things that I owned to make some deals to try and gain some, I believe they call it tech, from this new world so that I can learn more about what is happening. I think, quite possibly, I may be one of the more interested in the temple, at least as far as I know, I mostly keep to myself. I like this idea of Persephone as a deity, or at least this this section of the church, focusing more on the social service aspect of it. it. And this idea of hope, the the fact that you use the word hope in your description, I think, is a very 
beautiful thing, this sort of light in the darkness of war, especially coming from the demilitarized zone where there isn't a lot of hope. I think that is very special. I think that duality of what your character has experienced so far is is going to be a great aspect to explore. Tell me a little bit more about your role in the church, knowing that it is a social service thing. Are you doing sort of low-end errands, or are you acting as like a bodyguard, or where does that sit? Mostly in the beginning, it was the rebuilding. From that, you know, repainting, running small errands for the church, and I am currently uh, what they refer to as a trainee, a new inductee into the church. We have a few different levels. We have the high priestess, uh, of course, um, Astolia North. She is a very odd tiefling, but she is quite nice. The lower priests and priestesses that take care of the services, the different social needs and events that go on, the daily uh, prayers, uh, refilling all of the offerings, taking care of the bookkeeping. And as for me and the four other trainees uh, that have been adopted since the Cataclysm, we mostly just do the upkeep, sweeping, doing what is asked of us, and we do sometimes run errands, you know, get food for the temple, get uh, different herbs and things for offerings, and sometimes send missives to different parts of the city. There are families uh, both in the Blackwater Mansion district and outside that want to communicate or celebrate, and as Persephone is also a very popular temple to have funerals and and things like that. During the military attacks, we had many different people coming here to have their families blessed or interned, and we were responsible for prepping the bodies, making sure everything was taken care of nice and neat, and notifying family members, taking care of financial issues, things like that. So... Is this church full of females, or are there males as well as part of the the working uh, priesthood? Well, funny enough, usually the temple is mostly female due to the deity, but we do have one male. <laughs> he is quite an interesting fellow. His name is Attis Bronlin. He is a male halfling. He is the bookkeeper and a bit ornery, if you ask me. The other lower priestesses are both female, Alora Salon, an elf, and Mina Vargara, a human. Then the other trainees besides me are Estra Straith, an elf, uh, Ida Gorith, a human, Balin Kares, a human, and Alaret Zaius, another elf. So, a bit mixed company, but all female except for the bookkeeper. From what I understand, he was an old friend of Astolia North's before she became the High Priestess, and obviously she had been so for quite a while, even before the Cataclysm, given the timelines that Tieflings can live. The time after the Cataclysm is a moment of turmoil. It's a moment of 
confusion, pain, and suffering. And there is this glimmer of hope that maybe you can make lives a little better. The Church of Persephone is preparing for a festival. A festival that involves bringing in high priests and priestesses of other deities and having a council. This council will happen about once a year, sometimes more, sometimes less, but the goal is to take the churches and meet together to sort of discuss the state of the world. And it is time for the Church of Persephone to host this event. You are going to be meeting High Priest of Mephisto, High Priest of Sol and Luna, High Priestess of Raksha and Siren, as they try to figure out what is the best way to handle this problem. And being of different opinions, being of different philosophies, and of different religions, these meetings tend to go on for several days as they debate and argue and try to find what is the the main solution to this problem. To begin, the High Priest of Mephisto is coming a day early to meet with your High Priestess. He is a man from Silomora, a seemingly an elf though you sort of suspect that he may have some fate influence in his bloodline. So for all intents and purposes, he does look like a regular wood elf. And he goes by the name of Samson. He arrives with his entourage, about 20 other people. Half of them do appear to be paid mercenaries that are, that are guarding him and his priesthood. And there's something very unique about him, something different. You have heard about this man. He is normally very patient, very kind, despite worshipping a deity that is on the opposite sides of the cosmology to you. However, as you see him approach, he has seemingly deemed this chain set of armor, and to his right you see a weapon that it kind of looks like a crossbow, but it, it doesn't have all the parts to it, and it looks like what they use as a projectile doesn't doesn't seem to track with what you know of of weaponry. He stands on his back and he looks like as he's about to march to war. Many of the other priests seem to be carrying suits of armor and other sort of weaponry and it is in stark contrast to your priesthood who is focused on social services. Do you have a description of High Priestess Noth? She is, of course, a female tiefling. Odd in her ways uh, a bit. She, she is very, very light gray-skinned, which is much different than other tieflings, which is another reason why she took up the priesthood. She has black eyes, a double set of horns jutting forward from the front of her head, out and up, and then a second set that goes from the front of her head around the back and up as well and they seem to be almost gradiated from a, a white to a dark black. She has hooves and uh, a forked tail so it almost looks like she has uh, two different tails at the end. She does adorn herself in certain raiments, uh, dress uh, like the rest of us, uh, both white and black, representing both uh, hope and life and rebirth and death. But she does have a set of almost silver, 
armor that she keeps on her for these types of meetings and carries quite a beautiful staff. It is almost pristine in its whiteness with black tendrils that wrap around it up into a glowing orb. It is quite a sight to see. It's uh, very rare and this year is my first time to see it in person. Are the trainees and the lower priestess also in similar aesthetic? Uh, the lower priests and priestesses uh, dress mostly in dark colors as they do the most work inside for grieving families, for different social events. They're almost more fancy with dark clothes, dark robes, gold, like gold or silver embroidery, the same Persephone symbol at the neck, and the trainees have more loose-fitting robes and that almost drag the floor, and we have the same bit of aesthetic, black and white aesthetic, but it's much more contrasted with us than it is with either the lower priest or the high priest. We have to almost earn our colors. So there are some that wear mostly black, there are some that wear mostly white. It depends on the job that they're doing uh, and the time that they're doing it. Absolutely. So is Vivette trained in religion as a the religion skill? Vivette is trained in religion. Can you give me a religion check, please? That is a 13. So, as you see Samson arrive in his chain armor, as he descends his horse, he begins to approach your high priestess and... You think a little bit about some of the worries and fears that your church has discussed a little bit prior to this meeting. You have discussed that you have discussed that Raksha and Siren or the priests and priestesses of those churches are going to want to march off to Mesomola to see if they can figure out the big mystery of why Raksha teleported this continent across the across the multiverse. You can guess that Sol and Luna are going to remain passive. Their churches, like yours, tend to lean towards social services and protection, which means that the churches tend not to be very proactive. Persephone is a more proactive church in the sense that they have the tendency to go out to the streets and make sure that they can provide basic social services to the people they need. Sol and Luna sort of have people come to them and supply those needs that way. However, the Church of Mephisto is the big wild card. And based on his attire, he looks like he is wearing ceremonial armor that is representative of some sort of sacrifice or some sort of ritual that he may be preparing for. He sits there and approaches your high priestess. Well, well, well. How long has it been now? Have we not met since the last one of these festivals? Well, it has been a while, but I think it is much needed because of our current situation. Let me guess. Persephone wants to help out the people of this continent and not find out real answers. You're starting this festival with hostilities, I see. No, I believe we need to take more definitive action. 
try to really figure out what is going on. And I think that the other churches would agree with me on that statement. Not all the other churches, but welcome. Uh, we will get you seated. We have a room prepped for you. Favette, can you show this man to his room and get his colleague set up? Oh, of, of course. Um, yes, right this way. Um, we, Sir Samson, we will be going down the hall to the right. You can bring your gods with you, of course. We ask that you do keep your weaponry in its place. I have rooms for all of you. Follow me this way, please. He turns to the High Priestess Noth. This one wasn't here last year, was she? No, we've acquired a few trainees since the cataclysm happened. I see. It's good to see your church expanding. I know we have our differences, but I do wish you and your service as well. I appreciate that, but we must be up early tomorrow for the meeting. Perhaps you should get some rest. He gives a nod. Vivette, what's your name? Lead the way, please. Yes, right this way, sir. Samson turns to you. So, you need to take our weapons? We give them freely. We trust you guys. Well, if that is the case, I am not sure. I could hold all of these. They are quite heavy and beautiful. Would you rather have me call more servants to take these weapons, or would you rather go to the weaponry room and store them specifically where you want them to be? Just in case something breaks out, then you will know exactly where to go, and exactly where your weapons will be readied. Why don't you take my weapon and then lead my guards to the armory and their quarters for the evening? I have things to prepare for tonight. And you see that he pulls out this weapon from this leather sheath on his side as he pulls this out and it is made from this kind of aluminum sheen to it and it does seem to have a trigger like a crossbow would this weapon begins to pulsate a little bit of electricity as it seems like the your hair on your arms at the very least begin to kind of stick up on end and i think at this point without anyone knowing secretly she understands a bit about this weapon. She has been, obviously, to the demilitarized zone, has seen what was going on for the first five to six months was there, and has been trading in this new technology. So I think she has a slight idea of what's going on here, and is not only a bit worried, but also a bit impressed. Sir, Samson, would you prefer me to take the shield with it, the the covering, or do you just want it stored as it is? That is an excellent point. Just give me one second, I'll give you this holster as well. And he goes into his quarters, he comes out about 30 seconds later, and he hands you the holster. Very wise idea, and thank you so much. I will lead your men to the weaponry room and we will store everything in its place. I will even make sure that personally, each area that has weaponry for your individuals is stored. If it is all right for me to get their names, if you prefer it to be anonymous, I can do that as well and put them in a very specific location. I'll leave that to my guards. They will tell you what they prefer. I trust you, I trust them, and I trust that we will be safe. 
Thank you, and of course, you will always be safe in the Temple of Persephone. Would you like to do anything this evening? This evening, I think I will check back in with Astolia, make sure that she knows that everything has been taken care of for her guests. I will bring some warm water in that has been boiled to Sir Samson's quarters, knock on the door, see if he would like some for bathing. If not, I would leave and try and get some dinner and some rest for the events tomorrow. As you check up on Samson, he kind of opens the door and he hears your offer for water, which he will graciously accept, but of notes on the table that has kind of been provided in these quarters. It is filled with different types of papers, certain scrolls, certain booklets, certain loose-leaf parchments, and in the center of it appears to be what you can kind of guess is a map based on you can see that part of the paper is off the side of the table and you can see the compass of it. It is difficult to tell what the map is of at this point. Is there any way, since I am trained in perception, to try and roll and see a bit more about the map? Sure. 19 plus 3, so 22. It does appear to be of a large landmass, but you are unfamiliar with what this landmass is. It's a different geography than what you would expect. You can kind of see the west coast of of the area and part of the south coast. So I I guess the the southwest corner technically. And we're seeing a lot of what appears to be kind of drawn out swampland. But if you look at the geography of the continents you do know about, there is nothing that represents the kind of geography. All right. So I will retire for the night and in my room reminisce a bit before bed, going through my old tome that my brother used to own. If these people seem to be set on some sort of war, I may be more familiar with that than they realize and want to prepare myself in the event that something is needed. As the night grows old, you eventually get some rest and wake up early the next morning as you begin to deal with your task as you hear the sounds of galloping footsteps as horses begin to arrive, as more and more guests begin to show up. You begin to set the table of where the meeting is going to take place as different people from different areas begin to settle in. You do see a couple of the high priest and high priestesses, or at least what you would assume so based on the descriptions you received a couple days prior. You do see what appears to be a gold dragonborn who has the symbol of siren on around her neck behind her appears to be a lady that you would actually recognize based on some of your time in the blackwater mansion her family name is cavendish one of the leading families of the area the father lord cavendish is a red dragonborn who is on the council and helps run a lot of the day-to-day laws and rulings and that sort of thing he is particularly in charge of passing judgment passing laws what church is he with so the the gold dragonborn is female 
with the Church of Siren. The guest is a member of the Cavendish family. You recognize her as Lydia Cavendish. She is unique because her scales appear to be made out of a blue sapphire instead of the normal bronze or silver scales. And she stands out in stark contrast compared to everyone. And a lot of the other trainees who may never have seen uh, gem dragons are kind of awestruck by her and her sheen that she gives off as a gem dragonborn. And is she within sight of seeing me? She hasn't seemed to have made eye contact with you. It is very possible she doesn't know who you are. And if she does, she doesn't seem to acknowledge who you are. All right. At that point that I do see her, though, I I do put uh, my hood up on my cloak and just try and be um, as pious-looking as possible. Also here is a dwarf. He is in full plate armor, and he seems to have, like, this light green hint to his plate armor. Around his neck is the symbol of Raksha. He has bright red hair. He has this beard that kind of comes down to his chest, but his hair is actually kind of military cut. He is followed by a couple of other dwarves, most likely guards of some sort based on their aesthetic. They are wearing chain mail and bits and pieces of scale mail in various sections, so they like their chest piece is probably scale, but their arms are probably chain mail to help increase mobility. And I guess the armor almost looks out of place because no one in this room currently has weapons. But they begin to sit down and and do you choose to witness the meeting? Or do you head out? I will witness at least the setup of the table and the meeting as one of the higher end of the trainees, except for Ada and Esther. It would be expected of me to at least be there to serve High Priestess North. Cool. So the meeting is set to start, and High Priest Samson walks in moments before the meeting as he arrives with his books and papers that you saw prior and this large map which he sets down on the table and even getting a closer look on this map as you begin to refill High Priestess Nos water glass. It is still of a continent you're not quite sure of. You can see around the east coastline the city of Mesomola, the, the metropolis of the other continents that this continent has been warring with. And you can see that there is a very clear line of that within the city, which, based on sort of your history and what you know of the area, is probably the line where the tsunami did its most damage. As the meeting begins to start, there is a very clear absence of the high priest and priestess of Sol and Luna. High Priestess Noth addresses this, that they have given their regards and they have chosen not to attend, which brings up a very bad start to the meeting as they begin to bicker about why these two churches have chosen not to represent themselves. And because of that, High Priestess Noth is kind of on the defensive. She does not terribly want to go to war 
or go to the other continents, but her main supporters, which would have been Sol and Luna, seem to have chosen not to make their opinions known. So Raksha and Siren want to learn more about the mystery of why Raksha went there, and Samson will eventually get up and say it outright. Well, clearly, clearly we need to go there and find out what is going on. If Raksha isn't on this continent, then he must be on the other continent. I propose we take our men and move forward. High Priestess Noth, we need to make sure that we as a nation, both the Blackwater Mansion, Silomora, Beta Bora, all those places are safe and healthy. There was a lot of destruction. There was a lot of misplaced families. We need to focus on that before we move forward and try to find Raksha and see what he is up to. The gold dragonborn will slam his fist down. Just We have waited for eight months and people are beginning to die as magic lessons in this world and you would suggest we wait? High Priestess Samson, calm down. Calm down. We are all on the same side even if we have different opinions. And at that moment, High Priestess Noth kind of sits down a little defeated by the very clear lines that are being drawn with only her truly supporting her position. The meeting will progress for a couple of hours and Samson will eventually say, If High Priestess Noth and the Church of Persephone wants to remain in this continent and provide their social services here, I will not resent that and I am not upset by that decision. However, I am going to the new continent. I will be our representative there as we try to figure out what is going on. You can see a lot of people begin to nod their heads, including Lydia Cavendish, the Sapphire Dragonborn. Even a couple of the other trainees on all sides of this, including Persephone's, kind of give a brief nod. Consider this an open invitation. If anyone wants to join me in Mezzamola, then we will leave tomorrow and I will have a boat set up for us. I think this meeting is concluded, as all the other high priest and priestesses kind of give a nod. Until next year, and he stands up, picks up his map, and begins to head out of this room. A lot of the other trainees are going to begin to clear out the table. It seems like the the dwarf and the dragonborn are kind of in hushed discussions. Uh, High Priestess Noth is just kind of sitting there, kind of looking into her cup of water, taking brief sips, and then putting the cup down. But the meeting seems effectively over. I, I will uh, approach... High Priestess North, and put my hand on her shoulder and say, may we have a word in private, please, if you can excuse yourself, of course. You can come see me in my quarters in ten minutes. Of course, my lady. I will be there in ten minutes. Absolutely. So, High Priestess North is going to share a few words with both the high priest and priestess of Raksha and Siren before uh, excusing herself as what is deemed as respectful and appropriate. And she heads to her quarters. I wait a few moments, make sure 
If they would like the drinks filled, that everything is filled, that everything is all right, I will hand everything off to the other trainees that may still be in proximity, and I will excuse myself to go to the High Priestess's room. I knock. High Priestess North, it is, it is me. The door, the door opens slightly as you see her. She has a sense of exhaustion in her face. As you enter in, her room is likely very organized, very clean, tidy, and we kind of see things in a slight disarray. It's not a lot, but there are papers on her desk while she is normally very organized. Perhaps that she made her bed not as straight as she normally does. Not enough to really be worried, but enough for you to notice as you enter in. Vivette, I hope everything is well. Of course. Look, if if I can speak freely, High Priestess. Of course. I know that meeting was very stressful for you, and I am a bit confused. This is my first time, but a bit confused to why Sol and Luna did not send representatives. I'm not sure if that's usual. I'm not sure if they're hiding their allegiances. I, I don't know what's happening, but you know a bit about my past. I think I should be a little bit more open and let you know that I have spent some time near the coast demilitarized zone before I came to you, as downtrodden as I was, as confused and bewildered as I was, and still sometimes am. But I do believe in our faith, and I am loyal, and I know that I can do great here, but believe me when I say I've seen the darkness. I've been part of it. I also know some of this technology that this new city has I I think I think I need to be part of the group that goes to Mesomola I know I am very new here and this may actually cause quite a bit of inner conflict for me it's almost like going back almost like going back to the world I was part of before but I could not only represent us there and hope and life, and healing, but I am also very good in a fight, and I am very intuitive, and I know both the light and the dark side of people, and what they can do. Now, I could have just left a note and joined the ship tomorrow morning, but I am asking, please, for your permission. I have done some great work here over the past few months and I know I'm nowhere near being anything like the lower priestesses or you but maybe what they need in that new place is a little bit of light and a little bit of hope and I can give that and a hell of a good fight too there is a brief break in her composure she normally is very straight as far as her back is concerned. And I think for the briefest of moments, she kind of begins to kind of scroll inward a little bit, but she will return her posture as you finish your statement and give a slight smirk. Samson isn't wrong. I think, I think we do need to find Raksha 
and understand what is going on, but I think our skills are left here, in this great continent. I know. And as much as I would like to help, we have taken on new recruits lately. Four very good recruits that have been here for a different amount of time, but uh, Alaret is doing an extremely good job of adapting very quickly. And I have to admit, you may have heard some babble from me when I first came in. I think I need to know something about Rakshasa too. I think maybe what brought me to you may have had something to do with the cataclysm itself. With Raksha itself. I feel somehow inexorably tied to everything that happened that night, that day. There is a pull for me to this place, even before coming here, which is why I ended up on the front lines in the first place. I, I, there was something questioning, something wrong. I have a lot to pray for. I have a lot to be forgiven for. But I think a lot of those answers are going to be there for me. Whether or not I'm there to fight for the same reasons or find the same reasons that Samson is, most likely our reasons aren't completely aligned. But I think I have to go. If this is your calling, you may go with my blessing. Is there anything that you would like to take for me to take with me or to take on your behalf or anything to do tonight before I leave in the morn? Well, Mezumola is a place that doesn't know the hope of Persephone. You can go and you can be the light to both your coalition that Samson is setting up and well to a group of people that may be heartbroken, may be hurt. I don't task you with anything specific, but you can bring light to the darkness. You can bring hope to the meek. You can bring Persephone to Mezumola. I will do my best with that. As you have trained me, and as I have confidence in you and Persephone. And I thank you so much. I know this is not... This is a bit inconvenient honestly for you and I know that you are well maybe a bit confused and in a place yourself that is outside of what you are normally dealing with but I promise I will come back and I will do what you ask and what Persephone asks of me. She is going to go to her desk and go into one of the drawers, the top right one, and is going to pull out a a letter or an envelope the size of a letter and is going to hand it to you. You see your name, uh, Vivette, on the front and on the back you do see it stamped with the holy symbol of Persephone on the back. Open this on the road. Open this when you're ready. And as you take this letter, there is some weight to it, and you can feel something slide from left to right within this envelope. Thank you, High Priestess North. You saved me when I didn't even think that could happen. And you have given me so much for so little in return. I hope one day to live up to 
your highest standards. And I thank you for this. I will read it on the road. But for now, if I can have you leave, I must go prepare. My last task for you. Go get some rest. I will attempt it, of course. (laughs) Although, um, as we all know, the knowledge of impending adventure, disaster, and possible death uh, does keep one awake at night sometimes. But I, I wish you well in all your endeavors currently and future. Be kind as you always are and continue to be the light that you are for this community. You mean so much, not only to me, but everyone. Thank you. And I think we can fade to black here.